0: People, we all have stories. We all have history. We all have things going on now. We've all had highs and lows. We've all done things we're proud of and definitely things that we're not. But does that matter to God? What does our past, present and undoubtedly our future mistakes mean for our relationship with God and our relationship with the church? 2021, there's currently a strong cancel culture in the world. That's basically cancelling people who say or do something which is deemed unacceptable by a certain group of people. However is it healthy? Is it helpful? Well I would argue no. If we are binned, pushed aside and cancelled whenever something is deemed not okay, where's the chance for redemption? Where's the chance for growth? And Where is the forgiveness? In the Bible, in Jesus, we can see the complete opposite of cancel culture. We see a God who is love, who is forgiveness and who welcomes all. Go and listen to the list I read on the talk on the 1st of November. I list 28 different people in the Bible and their shortcomings and the fact that God still used them. It included people such as Noah, who was a drunk. David, who was an adulterer, Peter, who said he didn't even know Jesus, and Rahab, who was a prostitute. And let's not forget Paul, who was a murderer. If God can use them, why can't he use you? Well, I believe that he can. You see, in the Bible, Paul talks many, many times about a body. He uses this analogy to talk about the church. And now let me be clear, I'm not just talking about half 10 till 12 on a Sunday morning or whenever you may be choosing to watch this for however long you decide to watch it for. But I'm talking about anyone who knows Jesus at any time of the day. You are still a part of the body that Paul is talking about. So let's read in one place where he talks about this in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12 and verting. And starting even at verse 12, he says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all of its parts form one body. So it is with Christ, for we are all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And We were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So we are all part of one body because we have that same spirit. In fact, the same spirit that Jesus himself has. And you can read that in Romans 8 and verse 11. So when it says either Jew nor Gentile, that basically translates to, well, anyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. You are and can be a part of this body because you are and can be a part of God's family. But the thing with the body is that if one part isn't working properly, other parts of the body notice. A couple of years ago, I had a really nasty knee injury. It was rough, I was on crutches, I couldn't drive. But what I really noticed that my other knee, my ankle, my back and other parts of my body that we won't mention, started to hurt too. This is because those muscles weren't being used like they were meant to. They were literally being pulled and stretched in directions they weren't meant to go in because they were compensating for how I was having to walk because of my bad knee. Now, the same goes for us in church. We all have different skills and different abilities. We've all been given different gifts, as Paul describes earlier in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians that we read earlier. If you read from verse seven, he actually says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to write advice, to wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles And another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Another place we read about these gifts is in Romans and chapter 12, where, again, it's Paul writing. And he starts in verse six by saying that, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So we've all been given these gifts but each person has their role their gifting and their place in the church and the body but if one part is working properly or is missing then either that function of the body and a part of his church and a service could be missing or it's being done by the wrong people to fill a gap i'm sure we've all come across people at work or a social gathering where someone is doing something that just isn't them you're sure there is something else they could be doing better And someone else who could be doing that thing better. This is just the same. We are all called to act in accordance with the giftings that we have been given. So we are going to get, or sorry, we are going to get pulled in the wrong direction. And no one will be doing what they are called to be doing. And that is the important thing. But the really important thing is that we are serving Jesus. We're not serving the church. Now, for many of us, that serving Jesus will be serving the church, will be one facet of that. But we need to remember that in doing that, actually, we're doing it to serve Jesus, not for each other. We serve each other to serve Jesus. This is a key thing. It's being talked about us being given different gifts because we are all different. How boring would life be if we were all the same? Now as nice as it might be to enjoy every song that was played on the radio, I think that's pretty much where the end of the joys lie. The old phrase variety is the spice of life really applies to our churches as well as our communities. It would be rubbish if we were all twenty nine year old white girls who have lived in Hawley for their entire life except a few years at university. Now there's nothing wrong with that life, just as well for me, but if that was all of us, then it'd be rubbish. No life lessons from people with different experience. No cultures influencing one another. No one around to challenge our views, our beliefs, or even our theology. Rubbish. But maybe you're now thinking, well, I wish that was my story. Mine has a lot more shame. And I firstly want to say there are many things in my story that I am far from proud of too. Please, please, don't think I'm giving it all that from my ivory tower. I'm really not. But what I really want to say is that that is behind you or it can be behind you. What's really exciting is your past is exactly that. It's past. God is interested in your now and your future. Jesus died so our past is dealt with and there is nothing too bad for God. That thing that you are currently thinking about God has even dealt with that by Jesus dying. And maybe you're thinking, well, it's all well and good that it's all right with God, but Christians, they can be judgmental. I'm not gonna be welcomed into their church. Or let me tell you, you are welcome here. You are welcome to our church online, but you are also welcome to our church in person. Maybe you're someone who's enjoyed church being online. And maybe the idea of meeting other Christians is a big thing putting you off. Or maybe you're loving hiding behind a computer screen. But let me tell you, you are welcome here. Come and be a part of our church family because God welcomes you to be a part of his family.